Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Listen to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and who I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you verse 25 I'll end it there therefore take heart men for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me I want to talk to you from the subject this morning that God really laid upon my heart shipwrecked but not wrecked shipwrecked but not wrecked look at somebody next to you those of you online saying I'm shipwrecked but I'm not wrecked. Amen. So here we have it. I'm going to get really, I, I want to just go right there. Can I get you there? Amen. So we will be gone. Here we have it in our text, ladies and gentlemen, that Paul and, and Luke, who's the writer of Acts, he's actually with Paul in this text. Him and Paul, ladies and gentlemen, are on their way to Rome. But while he's on his way to Rome, Paul is a prisoner. Now, Paul could have been released if he did not go to Rome. However, if you read the verse, the chapters 26 and 25, you see what went down between Agrippa and Festus, uh, who were the emperors of uh, who were emperors or who were the leaders of that time. Amen. And so then you begin to realize that Festus and uh, Agrippa were going to let Paul go. But because he exercised his right to go to Rome to be in front of Caesar, that's what ended up 
going to Paul's utterly demise. However, there was a reason behind why he needed to get to Rome because it was for the gospel to hit Rome. This is the reality you have to understand. At the time, Rome is a superpower. And so Rome has different uh, abilities to get the word to what, to, to really, if the superpower can get a hold of it, then the world could be transformed. And so Paul already knowing his demise, his real heart is to get to Rome. God, he's done everything to serve God at this moment. He's gone to every place that God has ever wanted him to go to. But in his heart of hearts, he is a Roman citizen. And because he's a Roman citizen, he wants to get the word to where he's from. He's in Rome, ladies, and, and, and he's on his way to Rome. But it seems like there are so many challenges and obstacles that are facing him in order for him to get to Rome. The reason why, ladies and gentlemen, God gave me this message today is because, ladies and gentlemen, ultimately, all of us have a destination. Ultimately, all of us have a destination of where God has promised that you will get to. But sometimes it feels like you can never catch a break to get to where you finally are trying to go. And oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, that this particular, uh, 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 he finds himself as a prisoner going to Rome. He's not going there as a free man. He's going there as an enslaved man. But in his mind, he's not enslaved, ladies and gentlemen, to Rome. He's enslaved to Christ. So in his mind, he's going as a witness of the gospel to Rome. And so, ladies and gentlemen, his means is, number one, he's a prisoner. Number two, he's on a boat, ladies and gentlemen, with 200 other uh, prisoners. I want you to know that this particular vessel that they were on, ladies and gentlemen, was not a small ship. But it carried over 200 some, about 276, they would say, prisoners, as well as, well as uh, different goods that they had to, 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 that they were taking on their way to Rome. And so they find themselves in this most dire situation because they didn't listen to Paul in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, I must take you back to Acts 27, verse 9. Acts 27 verse 9 will give us this information here and it would read um, and it reads this ladies and gentlemen now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because of the fast was already over Paul advised them in verse 10 saying men I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship but also our lives running the justice ring out of here Verse 11 says, nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. Paul, Paul wasn't a sailor, right? But Paul, uh, in his wisdom, thought, hey, this is not smart because they're leaving crate in the middle of the winter. And it's not good to sail during winter. Now, I also want to give you some more background knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, when the super apostles of that day were trying to come for Paul, which they were really fake apostles trying to discredit Paul, Paul comes to them and says, y'all didn't suffer nothing. I've been, I've been beaten. I've been shipwrecked three times. That's what Paul says. But we only know of one account that he tells us, that Luke count, uh, puts here in scripture of this shipwreck. Yeah. Why, ladies and gentlemen, is because we, we're about to learn a lesson through this today. And so here we go. Even though I may not be a sailor, even though I may not be this, I got a little some type of wisdom like, hey, if we go out here, we're going to die. Even Paul, as great as a man of God he is, is being honest. Hey, we all going to die. If we go out here in the winter time, it is not the great time to do so. However, because they had goods on the boat and they were trying to make some money, they were like, nah, we going fast, you know, we're going to go up the sea and we're going to get to Rome so we can get this paper. Now, Julius, ladies and gentlemen, who's the centurion within our text, he's the one that's in charge of the whole thing. He's the one that represents Rome and everything like that. And so what he does is he listens to the, the sailor and all the rest of them. And so they out, the majority outweigh Paul. And so here's what leads me to this point. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, 
on your way to the journey and the destination that God has prepared for you. There are obstacles and challenges, ladies and gentlemen, that are above your control. Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship alongside my lovely wife. Hi everyone, I'm Otisia Hill. And we want to invite you to Summer at Transformation Christian Fellowship. Woo, it's going down. Hey sweetie, tell them a little bit about what's going down every Sunday. Absolutely, come and enjoy the summer with us every Sunday in those months. We are going to be celebrating after service with special events for you and your family. Yes, you and your family are going to have a great time here with our community. Let's build community. Let's have fun. Enjoy Jesus all summer long. And as well as we have some outreach initiatives that are going down that we want you to be a part of here at TCF. Listen, for more information, go to our website so you can stay connected. Also, follow us in all of our social media pages as you keep it locked on the summer here at TCF. Listen, we want to invite you every Sunday, so bring a friend because you never know what we're going to do during service to yes. bless somebody. We might though, throw some curveballs in Yeah, exactly. So you do not want to miss it. And remember, transformation, transformation starts here. There are certain variables that are outside of your control. The reality is of, it, of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, that though uh, uh, that sometimes a shipwreck does not happen in your life all the time based upon your own choices. Sometimes a shipwreck happens in your life because you're impacted by the decisions of others that has an impact on you. For example, ladies and gentlemen, when the pandemic happened, there were a lot of businesses that went shipwrecked. Not because they were doing something bad, it's because the pandemic came and they were no longer able to sustain. Ladies and gentlemen, there's times that, well, listen, we, we, we are under a governmental system here of a democracy. And those who we elect sometimes is not in the best of interests at times. And so we're impacted directly, ladies and gentlemen, by decisions made in the Senate or the Congress or made at the White House, ladies and gentlemen, that affects us. And sometimes it can cause a shipwreck. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is that sometimes shipwrecks are inevitable because of what you are impacted by, not always by your choice, but by the decisions of others. And sometimes shipwrecks could have been prevented if they listened to counsel. But because counsel was not listened to, ladies and gentlemen, and they went on and did what they did, here's the thing. God's sovereignty is not determined by people's decisions. That does not affect God's sovereignty. It does not affect his divine providence. You have to understand that God is very, is very calculated. And so God has plans for plans. And he only has one plan. And the plan was still to get him to Rome. But what I'm trying to get you to understand today is not to be caught up by the means in which you get to your destination. Because here's where we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There, there, there was a nor'easter, ladies and gentlemen, what we know as hurricane force winds that were working against them to get to Rome. It wasn't that God sent this hurricane or anything like that. It's just the natural elements. Again, a variable that is outside of his control. He cannot control a nor'easter coming against the ship. In the, in, in the wintertime, they, they would say somewhat estimate that it was around October. And you all know that October is hurricane season from what we know now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, they have been in a fight with this storm because of their decision to continue to go on. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, their lives are at risk. Their lives are at risk now. 200 and some, uh, uh, 200 and some uh, uh, prisoners' lives are at risk, ladies and gentlemen. The centurion's life is at risk. The sandals' life is at risk. The goods that they have are being tossed overboard to try to keep it afloat. The thing that they were trying to get paid on, they're throwing out. They're throwing out because they did not listen. And now they're in the middle of trying to survive. And the Bible tells us, ladies and gentlemen, how when they neither saw stars appear for many days, because at that time they depended 
on the elements of the stars and the sun and all of that to, to drift them in the, or to direct them in the direction and guide them to where they know, to, uh, guide them in the direction that they're supposed to go. But they saw neither of that. And the Bible says that all hope that we, meaning that Luke said all of us, even Paul himself, would be saved was finally given up. He said all the hope that we had was finally given up. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you are on your way to a destination. And in your heart of hearts, you believe that you're going to get to your destination. And God told you you're going to get to Rome, whatever Rome is for you. God may have told you you're going to get there. You're going to stand in front of Caesar or you're going to do whatever he has called you to do. But sometimes you don't see how you're going to get there because the storm is so cloudy and it's so blurry that you don't see see that there's any daylight in sight there's times ladies and gentlemen where you don't see how you're going to get to the other side there's times where you don't see it ladies and gentlemen because the elements in front of you is all predicting that you are not going to make it to where you desire to go and you are in the middle of the ship that you are on to get you there about to get wrecked Ladies and gentlemen, some shipwrecks may have been started because someone in the marriage said, I don't want to do this anymore. Might not have been, it's not your fault, but that's a personal decision. And now your life looks like it's about to be shipwrecked. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times where as though you're doing the best you can to generate money for your business, but it does not look like it's going to stay afloat and it gets shipwrecked, ladies and gentlemen. And there's times where the means that you have that that God is using to get you, it falls. There's sometimes you lose a job, not because you were a bad worker. It's because the company couldn't sustain anymore. There's times where you experience these shipwrecks in your life. Let me tell you something the problem that I have sometimes when we teach prosperity is we teach prosperity not in real life not in real life because sometimes what you'll hear sometimes is you're going to avoid the shipwreck because God's going to keep you and all of that and say yeah that's not always the case sometimes God allows the shipwreck there you have to understand that just because you're called does not mean or you're anointed and you're a child of God that you're going to prevent trouble. The Bible says even Paul thought all hope was lost because Luke was on that but we, that's all of us, we thought we ain't seeing no end in sight. We all thought we was going because we're not exempt. You got to understand Paul suffered many things for the gospel. And Paul has had his life threatened before. And guess what? Guess what? He was scared then and he's scared now. But does that take away from the anointing on his life? No, it does not. Just because I may be afraid of my life being at line because of what I because of this shipwreck does not mean that I'm less anointed. That don't mean that I have less faith. It's just that I see what I'm in right now and I don't see a way out of it. That's real talk because many times people say, well, you don't have faith. Yes, I do have faith. But I'm also telling you what I see. There's no hope in sight. We've done everything we possibly could. We've done everything we possibly could. And the Bible says that after all of this incurred, there was so, there, there, the men, uh, the, 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 Paul stands up. He said, but in, after this long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me. I think it was so funny. Like, all of this chaos is going on right now. We're trying to survive. And Paul said, I told you so. <laughs> that one person on the boat, like, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all not to go out here. I tried to warn you. I'm not a sailor, but even I know that this wasn't smart. He said, an he said you would not have incurred all of this disaster and loss. If you should have, if you just stayed at crate. <laughs> That's another message in itself. That's a whole nother message that sometimes you just need to stay put. No matter however the hurry you in, money ain't going nowhere. You're, sometimes our greed get us in the way and put us in incurring disaster and loss because you're trying to make something happen. 
And what you try to make happen ends up not happening because you're losing it because you're now in a disaster. All right, are you hearing what I say? Here we go. But he says, now I urge you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. How do we go from no hope in sight to now having hope? How do we go from no hope in sight to now having hope? Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, is where we get to verse 23. This is where I really want to get at and we're getting out of here. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 24 says, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, were you to look at the word says granted, that means that Paul was interceding while they were in this disaster. That Paul wasn't just saying, God, look out for me and forget everybody else. That God, that Paul was interceding on behalf of the sailors and everybody on that boat. That no loss would be incurred. And the, and the Bible says that God sent an angel. He says, the angel of whom the God I serve had told me that this day, he told me, Paul, don't be afraid. That is also alluding to the fact that Paul was nervous and afraid that his journey to Rome would never happen. But an angel came to say hi do not be afraid i remember there was another angel that was sitting on top of the tomb that looked at mary and said this hallelujah be not afraid fear not for he has risen just as he said ladies and gentlemen what you can take hope in this morning is the fact that though the boat may go down you ain't going down with it hallelujah because an angel of the god who i serve stood with me this night I feel your strength coming in my body now, spirit. I feel my spirit getting waking up now. The reality of the matter is, that stood with me. Hallelujah. God sent number one. What he did is he sent a confirmation to say, listen, I'm getting to Rome. Acts 23, verse 11. Acts 23, verse 11, the Bible says, and because the harbor was not suitable. No, 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 no. Here, here we go. Acts 23, verse 11. Here we go. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you also must bear witness at Rome. These are the words of Jesus, actually. In this instance, in Acts 23, Jesus stood near him. Hallelujah. Hi. And told him, be of good cheer. He said, Paul, listen, you testify to me in Jerusalem. And I'm going to have your back. You're going to witness to Rome. Yeah, because you stood in front of me in front of the same Hedron and all of those in Jerusalem. And you witness in front of me. You're going to witness in front of Rome. Because you did what I needed you to do, I'm going to give you your heart's desire. And I'm going to take you back to your hometown. And you're going to bring the word of God to Rome. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I trying to tell you? That you could be the boat shipwrecked. Hallelujah. But I'm not going to be wrecked. Hallelujah. Life can come and hit you. And it can wreck what the means that you thought was. But it's not the means, ladies and gentlemen. Because the means is not the source. The source is God. And since the source is God, he said an angel stood by me this night. Oh, my God, when I was afraid. Oh, my God, God sent ministering angels to comfort my heart. To say, yeah, Paul, you're not going to die here. I know there is anybody else. I came to prophesy to TCF this morning. That guess what? Nobody on this boat called TCF is going down because you're not going to pass until you see the goodness of God in your life. Hallelujah. 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 He said an angel of the Lord stood by, by me. He stood by me. Hey guys, it's Bowie here at Transformation Christian Fellowship, and I need you to go ahead and download our TCF Church app. Per usual, you can catch our sermons, inspirational messages, and updates. But we have something new, our community circle chats. 
feel free to go ahead and start engaging with us in the app in real time. And of course, you can still find it in the Google Play Store and the App Store. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. He, he stood by me. You have to understand, man, when the presence of God comes, it's to give you the assurance that you need. Hallelujah to take heart. Yeah, Paul was nervous, but he was praying. Guess what? I don't care where you are in life. I could be nervous. I could be afraid, but you keep interceding. Because when you intercede, the angels of the Lord go at back. The Bible said that he gave angels charge over you. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord, a messenger angel, came to say, I granted it. I don't care how many shipwrecks you've gone through in your life. I don't care if you're even in the midst of one right now. The reality is that's what it will go down. But guess what? You won't. Here we go. Here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God. He didn't say, I believe in God. Even the devils believe God. They believe in God. They know that there's a God. Ladies and gentlemen, they believe in God and they tremble. Why? Because they know who he is because they're fallen. You have to understand that they're fallen angels who are familiar with God. They know of his glory. They know of his presence. And that's the goal in your life to try to get you to not know what they already understand. And the reality is they tremble because they know the God of all gods. The creator of all my God. The uncreated creator has all control and power. And the reality is Paul said no I believe God I don't believe in God I believe God If he said the angel of the Lord I believe it so He said that it will be just as it was told me In Acts 23 verse 11 Jesus told him he's getting to Rome Jesus told him he's getting to Rome in Acts 23 verse 11. Then the angel of the Lord, God sends to assure him and confirm he's getting to Rome. And it will be just like he said it would. Ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus sent the disciples to go in after that coat that was tied up, they saw everything and they said it was just as he said it would be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to tell you that it doesn't matter about how you get there. It don't matter about what's in between. The in between don't matter. All that matters is the final destination. Oh my God, I helped me in this house today. All that matters is the final destination. Let me tell you something as a church ladies and gentlemen as a leader I've experienced many shipwrecks in the middle of here but guess what laid on me a promise that guess what this church will grow and be what God said it is and guess what it doesn't matter what the in between looks like because in the, in the day God gave me a look at the final destination and because he said it I believe it and I'm gonna walk and do it and take heart The Bible says Jesus was telling the disciples, ladies and gentlemen, in John chapter 14, he told them, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm leaving you now. Hallelujah. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you now. But ladies and gentlemen, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to give you a helper. He said, it's to your benefit that I go away. And ladies and gentlemen, in the earlier verses, he takes about, he talks about, ladies and gentlemen, to take heart and be of good carriage. Ladies and gentlemen, because he's going to way to prepare a place for us he said that i go away if it just wasn't so i would not have told you ladies and gentlemen if it wasn't so that he was going to rome god would have never sent the angel of the lord to confirm it if it wasn't so ladies and gentlemen he would have never been able to get there and he would have died with every rest of them but because if god meant it to be so it happened as he said it would an angel stood by me he said an angel stood by me but here's the thing that I rejoice about here's the thing that I rejoice about the thing that I rejoice in the fact of this is this he said in the uh, uh, let, let me go let me let me go here so 
He said, do not be afraid. But here's the thing the angel told him that the boat is going down. He didn't tell him, Ryan, that the ship wasn't going to sink, that it wasn't going to wreck. He just told him, you're going to get to Rome, but the ship is going to wreck. <laughs> There'll be no loss on the ship, but only the ship itself. <laughs> oh, man, look at somebody said there will be no loss on life here. Just the ship itself. Hallelujah, because God ain't trying to get you to trust the ship. He's not trying to get you to trust the means or the vessel that gets you there. He's just trying to get you to trust him to get you there. So that you know, I ain't no matter, this ship can go down, but God got something else for me. And God is able to sustain me. And here's what happens in the later verses, in verses 40 through 32. Ladies and gentlemen, the ship wrecks, but guess what happened? They begin, ladies and gentlemen, to start floating on the pieces that are left over. They God, let me tell you something this morning. It don't matter. I don't need a full ship. I can just get there on the pieces. God can sustain me in the waters on the pieces. In my most... Can I give you a revelation real quick? Let me give it to you real quick. When you look at the sea, ladies and gentlemen, ancient times, they looked at the sea as being the most vulnerable place. That the sea was a place of a lot of pearls, ladies and gentlemen, in the most vulnerable place because you can't really do nothing in the middle of the ocean. That you are subjected to its elements. Come on. Come on. In the most vulnerable place where Paul and them were, in the waters. The God of our serve. See, see, Paul said, I don't know about all of you other gods, but I'm going to tell you now, the God in whom I serve, the God of who I belong to, said we ain't dying. But the ship is going down. But guess what? They got to, to the island of Malta, ladies and gentlemen, on the broken pieces. Because the broken pieces led them to the island of Malta. So that they can get what they need to get to Rome. What am I trying to tell you today? It don't matter if it just uh, the, there was a woman that came up to Jesus and said, Hey, I need my daughter to be saved. He says, even the dogs want the crumbs. She said, I don't give a rat if it's the crumbs. I'll take it. I'll take the little bit, cause just a little. I'm able to, I know my daughter be healed. What am I trying to tell you today? It don't matter if it's a full ship. It don't matter if it's just us in the room. It don't matter. God can still get us to the promise when only a few, it only takes a few to make the difference. It only takes just a little. If you go in the little, God will multiply what you had. Say I gotta go. I gotta go. But I feel my help now. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will. Somebody in the Lord say I might be shipwrecked, but I'm not gonna be wrecked. Cause God is my helper, God is my sustainer, God is my sustainer, God is the source and the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? And whom shall I be afraid? what you're going through now I came to encourage our church and speak prophetically to you as a mouthpiece of God the ship can get wrecked it don't matter about the ship the pieces is just enough the pieces is what keeps you living This is the thing about prosperity message sometimes that people don't say. It sometimes takes for you to be stripped of something so you can actually prosper. In that moment, watch this. The leaders were stripped of their pride because the God whom Paul served 
their lives when they should have been dead. You don't understand where there's one righteous person on the ship, but there wasn't just one, there were a couple righteous people on the ship. Hallelujah. Though the ship itself go down and it's gonna wreck the God of whom we serve, he answers prayer. Where there is a man or a woman to pray, there is a God to answer, ladies and gentlemen. And what I'm trying to get to the church this morning, if you're going to go to another level in God, you can't care about the means. You can't care about the vehicle that you use. You can't care about what you thought was going to be. Hallelujah, because what you thought is still going to happen. You just can't get caught up in what you see sometimes. And I know it's fearful, and I know it's afraid, but this church has already seen testimonies. Ladies and gentlemen, in this year, when we were short, God sent Mother Gora. Say, I'm going to pay the rest of it all. When we were, oh my God, when there was chairs needed, God sent the person to sold over $1,200 to get more chairs in here. What am I trying to tell you? Oh, it don't look full now, but it's already prepared. And all we're doing is no matter what it looks like, I'm keeping my eyes, fixing my eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of my fail. For the joy that was set before him and toward the cross, Come on, praise him in here. I said, Praise him, praise him like you know I'm not getting wrecked. Praise him like you know you're not getting wrecked. The victory is already assured. Victory is mine, victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. I'm saying I'm getting to wrong. I'm getting to wrong. I'm getting to wrong. It can be on the broken pieces. It can be on the broken pieces. But I'm getting to wrong. I just gotta get there. If I get there. tell you this morning the Lord impressed this upon my heart he said Brandon your people they need to understand shipwrecks are sometimes inevitable not because of their decisions all the time but it's sometimes it's because of the decisions of others but because of that don't get fearful hear me prophetically don't be afraid of it Yes, the hurricane winds are knocking against you getting to where you are. In the name of Jesus. Don't get caught up in that. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You hear me, Ryan? Don't you get caught up in it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If God show you it, it's going to happen. In the name of Jesus. It's going to happen, sweetie. Hallelujah. It only takes one day. Hallelujah. It's going to be that one client. It's going to be that one person. And guess what? All the multiple salons you saw. It's going to happen. <laughs> don't get caught up in the means. I don't get caught up in the means. Don't get caught up in the means. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Hallelujah. It's gonna happen. Look at somebody say, don't get caught up in the means. Don't get caught up in the means. Hallelujah. It can go down, but you're not going down.
You heard me, Tamika? You ain't going down neither. I said they tried to shipwreck your body, but you ain't getting wrecked. You can try to get the means, but you're not going to wreck the spirit. I said I'm not getting wrecked here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the name of you. I love your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. TCF, those of you watching online, you're not, you're not getting wrecked. It don't matter about the means. It don't matter, hallelujah. Cause you got something that's an anchor of the soul. Hallelujah. I'm here to talk to the anchor folk. Hallelujah. No shipwreck can destroy you. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Love your hands and just worship him where you are. Hallelujah, God, we thank you today for you sent the messenger, hallelujah. You stood by us today. Hallelujah. You stood by us today. An angel of the Lord stood by us today and said, you're not dying here. Out here in the middle of this ocean. Hallelujah. I came to prophesy that at this, in this next phase of this year, you're about to make it there on the pieces. And it don't matter about what took you to get there. You're just going to thank God that it don't matter. I'm here now. I'm here now. And when Paul got to Rome, he wrote the epistles. When Paul got to Rome, he couldn't, he may not have saved Caesar, but he saved some of his cabinet. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you get there, all it takes for me to do is get there. Hallelujah. I share your name all throughout the world. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, oh God. I thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Jesus, I praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Be glory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That we will see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm confident when seasons change. Your faithfulness remains. Your faithfulness remains. And I believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord and I'm confident when Jesus change your faithfulness remains your faithfulness 
remains. Hallelujah. And I believe that we will see the goodness of the Lord. And I'm confident when seasons change, your faithfulness remains. Your faithfulness remains. Your faithfulness remains. Your faithfulness remains.
I don't know if you experience a shipwreck in your spirit in your shipwreck in your life, but today, today is the day of salvation. He came to save you. He came to save you today. And all you have to do is believe, confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that He's Lord today, and you are saved. I give you the opportunity to know my God and whom I serve. I want to bring you to him today if you want to rededicate your life back to Christ you can do that today that's available for you as well hallelujah if you need a church home that's available I would love to be your pastor but I'm more concerned about you being connected with Jesus with every heart and mind let's repeat this prayer so no one feels left our Lord Jesus I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I come to repent today I know you died that you were buried that you rose again and you ascended to the right hand of the Father for me today I do not want to live another day without you being the Lord over my life today is my day I accept you and receive you in Jesus name Amen. If you said that prayer, text that number on the screen. We believe you're saved today. Come on, give God a big shout of praise in here. We're getting out of here. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.